Namaste everyone. In today's podcast, I would like to tell you a little bit about the upcoming annular solar eclipse, which will occur on 14th October as the culmination of the ongoing Pitripaksha, the dark fortnight of the ancestors, which we are going through right now. And at the very beginning of Navaratri, which is a period of time known as Nine Nights of the Goddesses. I do find that the eclipse this year is occurring in such a significant period of time. You know, these two fortnights that we are going through right now, firstly, the dark fortnight of the ancestors, the dark fortnight during which we honor the past we honor death itself, we honor the loss as well. And then this entire fortnight usually completes or culminates with the new moon known as Mahalaya, which actually means like a great dissolution and is often celebrated as a descent of goddess who then stays with us for entire fortnight known as Devi Paksha, during which the first nine nights are known as Navaratri, the nine nights of Divine Mother, the nine nights of the Goddess. So these two Pakshas or these two fortnights in a way are like, you know, firstly the period of death and letting go and transformation, which then turns into the period of symbolic rebirth, transformation, some new qualities coming in. So as you can imagine, the annular solar eclipse occurring exactly in between those two fortnights on the new moon, when sun and moon will be conjunct in Chitra Nakshatra, is an incredibly significant thing. Sun and moon will be in conjunction with Ketu, also in the nakshatra known as Chitra, which is actually the most tamasic nakshatra of all. It is considered most tamasic, the most uh, transformative in a way, but at the same time, it can sometimes bring forth also these more destructive energies, the energies of conflict, the energies of war, the energies of us holding too much onto our own tamasic qualities, onto our own ego. And naturally, we can expect that as the solar eclipse will occur precisely in this most tamasic lunar mansion, Chitra Nakshatra itself, so many things within us, so many shadows within us will be challenged in the upcoming days as we are approaching this eclipse itself. Even if you look at how the lunar nodes and sun and moon will be placed in the D20 chart, the Vimshamsha chart of spiritual progress, you can see that there is a lot of transformative, spiritually transformative energy coming through towards us those days. As Rahu and Ketu are dwelling in the Amsha of Goddess Kali, the dark goddess the naked goddess who actually inspires us to drop all those masks, all those external layers of who we think we are, and just allow ourselves to be ourselves, express our truth. 
But of course, as Rahu simultaneously dwells in Gandanta, in Ashwini Nakshatra, there can be some both transformations within and conflicts without occurring simultaneously along this process. At the same time, as during this annular solar eclipse, Rahu and Ketu will be dwelling still in the Amshas of Goddess Kali, Sun and Moon will be conjunct in the Amsha of Goddess Bhairavi, who is actually an aspect of Kali herself, but Bhairavi is the goddess of fearlessness, the goddess who inspires us to you know, transcend all those fears which are holding us back, transcend all those limitations from the past. Bhairavi is actually considered to be the wisdom aspect of Kali, the knowledge aspect of Kali. She is often represented as seated within the flame or a fire, because a fire has this specific quality that it purifies whatever it touches. It separates the light from the dust, you know. This is why Goddess Bhairavi and Kali are so often represented as dancing or seated on the cremation grounds, because these are the places where transformation occurs symbolically, where the light is separated from the dust. And that is such a beautiful metaphor in itself. Naturally, you know, in these upcoming days, in this fortnight, we may especially expect that a lot of our own fears and insecurities will be challenged. And we will be forced to look at various issues from a very new and little bit more innovative perspective rather than trying to hold onto the old structures. And this is specifically because the solar eclipse this time is going to occur in the sidereal Virgo, which is the sign of structure and us sometimes trying to hold too desperately onto them, us trying to hold too desperately onto our understanding of things. Especially because during this solar eclipse, Mercury will be also simultaneously exalted and combusted by the sun. Which means that we may have a tendency to get very agitated or kshobita like Mercury whenever our understanding of things, our logic of doing things, our personal rules and structures are being challenged in some way. This is why especially in organizations or in workplaces, you will be able to notice that people may start displaying more controlling behaviors, can become too picky about small details, can go into micromanagement, you know, a little bit, can go too much into the direction of fault-finding, fault-seeking even, criticism, perfectionism. All those qualities within us especially if you are already somehow, you know, vulnerable to them, they will become temporarily amplified. So those of us who experience those limitations can face them within us. And so we can face the reality that in most cases, whenever we are too controlling about something, it's because of fear. It is because of insecurity. 
And this is specifically what Goddess Bhairavi will be inspiring us to transcend. The fear itself, the insecurity itself, to dissolve all those things and to realize that in reality, there's nothing that is truly in our control. There's nothing, you know, that we can really control. And I do find it, you know, so symbolic and significant that this time, during this special solar eclipse, which is presided by goddess Bhairavi, goddess of fearlessness, this will be also an annular eclipse. You know, annular eclipse is the type of eclipse during which moon covers the central part of the sun. And then you can see this very, you know, significant or famous ring of fire around the sun. The ring of fire itself is for me such a beautiful metaphor of goddess Bhairavi, who also always is visualized and meditated upon as surrounded by flames, surrounded by purifying fire. Because through purification, through this inner separation in our own mind, separating of light from the dust, this is where the true wisdom arises. This is when the true spiritual progress happens as well. Which is why, needless to say, this eclipse, as well as any other eclipse, is an incredibly powerful time for meditation, for going deeper into our sadhana. Also for honest introspection and seeing what are those things within us which we still hold on to from the past and we refuse to let go of because of our fear? What are those things that we still try to control? What are those old structures and beliefs, belief systems, those ways of thinking that we still hold on to so much that we fail to see other person's perspective sometimes? This is a truly beautiful time to look into all those things which is why going deeper into the meditation and consciously cultivating a very open mindset, consciously being open to question your own thoughts, being open to transcend the idea that you are always right, being able to transcend the idea that whatever your mind says, it's always correct. All those things will be challenged now. Especially because this part of the year, the new moon, which is a culmination of Pitripaksha and, of course, right at the beginning of Navaratri, it's naturally always a very transformative time period. Navaratri itself is a time period during which we say that the goddess herself is present with us on earth which means that she is also present within us a little bit more. She awakens as Kundalini Shakti within us a little bit more. But during the eclipse itself, this becomes even more pronounced as sun, moon and earth are going to align in this perfectly straight line. It's almost like an alignment between sun and moon in our third eye chakra and the earth element in our root chakra. 
This is why eclipse times are always considered to be so auspicious and so powerful, not just for meditation, but any type of sadhana. Connecting with the divine more and allowing transformation to happen to us. Allowing spiritual growth to happen to us. And for that to occur, sometimes we need to face some of our darkest qualities as well, which we can expect during the upcoming solar eclipse. And as we will be moving closer to it day by day, because don't forget, that particular new moon, even without the eclipse, is called Mahalaya, the Great Dissolution. It is the eclipse which coincides with new moon in Chitra Nakshatra, which is the most tamasic star. And at the same time, the star that is prompting us to start looking at things in our life in less tamasic way, but more innovative way. Like Twashtar, the divine engineer or the divine architect who is the presiding deity of this lunar mansion. So, as you can see and as you can feel, I'm quite sure of that, the upcoming solar eclipse in Chitra Nakshatra on 14th October is going to bring many very complex energies, is going to challenge us on many levels, especially our logical and intellectual mind. As exalted Mercury, the proud Mercury is going to be combust during that eclipse itself. Which is why remind yourself frequently during this fortnight, during this entire time, to stay more open, less criticizing, less fault-finding, less attached to your understanding of things, and more open to the idea that you might not be always right, that there might be something very important for you to learn about yourself, your own limitations in this particular period. I wish you from my side a very beautiful solar eclipse and I wish you that you find some time during this incredibly powerful timing to dive deep within you, transform yourself, meditate and simply spiritually benefit from this period. Namaste.